When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Band Biographies with me, Tom Austin Morgan, your host, to let you know what's been going on since the last episode and what you can expect from the next one. Band Biographies is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of music-based podcasts. Be sure to visit pantheon.com to find a whole host of different types of show on all sorts of music. It's an honour to be placed amongst such brilliant shows. Firstly, I'd like to thank Jason Potbelly for his time last month, and I hope some of you checked out some of Potbelly's many, many, many albums, split EPs, or compilation album appearances. I was so inspired by his work ethic and community building efforts, and I'm really looking forward to meeting him at our gig in London this July. I feel like I've been saying this for the last few months now, but I've been so busy at work and working on High Frequencies album, which is so close to being finished I can taste it. I've also been booking gigs as well, and have managed to get us on more than half the numbers of shows we played in total last year, and that mainly just covers the next couple of months, with one or two dotted here and there from May to July. I think it's going to be a busy year if this keeps up. I'm hoping this won't affect the podcast. But let's face it, it probably will, so apologies in advance. Now let's get on with the news. Hello Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. 
we're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Rage Against the Machine's drummer Brad Wilk posted on Instagram on the 3rd of January that the band won't be performing live anymore. Rage Against the Machine were forced to cancel the remainder of their public service announcement tour in 2022 after singer Zach De La Rocha severed his Achilles tendon and was advised not to perform due to medical guidance after playing multiple shows sitting down. The tour was originally announced in 2019 and had already been postponed multiple times due to the pandemic. Rage Against the Machine was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2023, with Tom Morello the only member of the band in attendance. Wilkes' statement read, I know a lot of people are waiting for us to announce new tour dates for all the cancelled Rage Against the Machine shows. I don't want to string people or myself along any further. So while there has been some communication that this may be happening in the future, I want to let you know that Rage Against the Machine, Tim, Zach, Tom and I, will not be touring or playing live again. I'm sorry for those of you who have been waiting for this to happen. I really wish it was. And so do I. Though that doesn't rule out any future profits of Rage shows, which is a good thing. After releasing a number of great singles last year, LA Pop Punk's The Last Gang was in the studio at the beginning of January recording new material. The band posted a series of photos on Instagram of them beavering away over nearly two weeks. Is it a new album? Who knows, but I hope so. Have you ever fancied joining a massive alt-rock band? The Smashing Pumpkins are on the lookout for a new guitarist and they've extended their search to the general public. The band released details about how to apply in a statement on Instagram which read, The Smashing Pumpkins are in search of an additional guitarist. The application process is open to anyone who might be interested. Applicants may submit a resume and related materials to spguitar at redlightmanagement.com. Their previous guitarist Jeff Schrader left the band last year after 16 years. Whoever gets the gig will be touring with the Pumpkins this year, including their upcoming North American Stadium tour supporting Green Day, which will kick off in the summer. So good luck! One of Jason Potbelly's favourite bands, RKL, aka Rich Kids on LSD, have reunited. The new lineup includes longtime members Chris Rest, Barry Ward, Lil Joe Raposo, and Dave Rown. Tony Foresta of Municipal Waste will now be handling vocals, as original vocalist Jason Spears passed away in 2006. The band has stated that they will tour but did not mention new studio material. They'll be playing their first show at the Sand Dollar on the 25th of May at Punk Rock Bowling in Las Vegas, with Dr. No, The Grim and Romper supporting. The Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas has announced that it will be putting on a show to celebrate its first year of existence. 
The Vandals, Get Dead, The Last Gang, Soldiers of Destruction, Sakura and Suburban Resistance will all be playing on the 31st of March in the parking lot of the museum. New Jersey punks The Bouncing Souls have announced a handful of shows on specific weekends in the US this year where they'll be playing select albums in full. The band will be playing Volume 2 acoustically on each of the Friday dates, Hopeless Romantic and Gold Record on all the Saturday dates, and Summer Vacation and Anchors Away on all the Sunday dates. You can check out the specific dates on their social media. German music festival Ruhrpott Rodeo has announced its lineup for this year. Sum 41, Bad Religion, Suicidal Tendencies, Mill and Colin, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, The Toy Dolls, Fear and many, many more will be playing the festival between the 5th and 7th of July in Hunks, Germany. Californian ska punks Mad Caddies are going on tour across the US in May with Bad Cop Bad Cop, John Snodgrass and Miles to Nowhere supporting on various dates. The tour starts on the 2nd of May at Echoplex in LA and finishes up at House of Blues in Anaheim on the 19th. Kerry King of the now disbanded thrash metal band Slayer has revealed that his debut solo record, or Kerry King Band record, is already recorded. In an interview with Metal Hammer, King says that the new album has been finished since mid-2023 and will be out this summer. He also mentioned that the record basically sounds like Slayer. Fellow ex-Slayer member Paul Bostaff is on drums, but King did not say who the other musicians are. We'll find out in the summer, I guess. Ontario pop-punk band Sum 41 have announced the dates for their final headlining world tour, called Tour of the Setting Sum. The Interrupters will be joining them on all the US dates. The tour kicks off at the 1st of March at Uptown Park in Jakarta, Indonesia, before travelling around Asia, North America, Europe and the UK, then back to North America before they play their final headlining show on the 30th of January 2025 at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Sum 41 will be releasing their final album, Heaven and Hell, on the 29th of March 2024. Kim Gordon, formerly of Sonic Youth, has announced that she will be releasing her second solo album called The Collective on the 8th of March via Matador Records. Gordon will also be playing some US shows in March between the 21st and the 30th. Derry Pop Punk's Cherum have announced tour dates for Ireland, the UK and Europe between the 9th of February and the 28th of March. The majority of the shows are headliners, although they will be supporting Enter Shikari and Get Jealous on select dates. Cherum are releasing their debut album, Take It or Leave It, on the 16th of February via Alcopop Records. Legendary thrash band Motorhead will release a CD box set collecting their Lost Tape set, which includes Volume 1, Live at Sala Aqualung in Madrid on the 1st of June 1995, Volume 2, Live at University of East Anglia, Norwich, on the 18th of October 1998. Volume 3, Live at KB Hallen, Malmo, on the 17th of November 2000. Volume 4, Live at Sporthalle, Hellebron, 29th of December 1984. And Volume 5, Live at Download Festival, Donington, June the 13th, 2008 which will also be released as a separate double vinyl record. The box set will be out on the 23rd of February. 
Green Day played a set in the New York City subway as part of the Jimmy Fallon show. Fallon introduced the band, who then played a six-song set promoting their Saviors album, including a cover of Bad Company's Feel Like Making Love and Kiss's Rock and Roll All Night. Green Day have also announced that they'll be playing Dookie and American Idiot in full on their upcoming Saviors World Tour. They'll be touring North America and Europe starting in April, running all the way through till September. NoFX have announced dates for their final shows in Japan. They'll be playing Nagoya Diamond Hall on the 13th of March, Zep Osaka Bayside on the 14th, and Yokohama Bay Hall on the 15th, before headlining the Punk Spring Festival in Tokyo. NoFX will be playing their final shows in Australia starting later this month, touring Europe starting in May, and will be touring North America beginning in July. Another band heading for Japan is The Damned, who will also be basically following NoFX, playing the Umeda Trad in Osaka on the 13th of March, Nagoya Diamond Hall on the 14th, and Yokohama Bay Hall on the 16th. What a week that'll be for the Japanese fans. Australia's new Pandemonium Travelling Festival 2024 happens on April the 20th in Melbourne, 25th in Sydney, 27th on the Gold Coast, and 28th at Bribey Island. Bands appearing include Blondie, Placebo, Alice Cooper, Dead Kennedys, Gang of Four, Deep Purple, Wheatus, Wolfmother, and a bunch more. East Bay Ray, guitarist of Dead Kennedys, was hit by a car at a crosswalk on the 20th of January. He went to the emergency room and was cleared, albeit a little battered. Here's wishing him a quick recovery. Alkaline Trio will be playing the UK and Europe this summer. The band will be on the road from the 22nd of July, where they kick off the tour at the Boiler Shop in Newcastle, until the 11th of August, where it winds up at Backstage Werk in Munich. Oxfordshire-based Truck Festival has announced its first wave of artists for this year. Idols, Wet Leg, Bob Villain, The Menstrual Cramps, Jamie T, The Streets, The Kooks, Holly Humberston, Soft Play, Black Honey, Katie B, The Pigeon Detectives, and The Mysterines are among the bands announced, as well as entertainment from Mr Motivator and Sean Williamson's Barioke. Truck Festival will take place between the 26th to 28th of July at Hill Farm in Oxfordshire. Scotland Calling has announced its lineup for this year. Sham 69, the original 1977 lineup version, I presume. Buzzcocks, who are celebrating the 45th anniversary of Singles Going Steady. UK Subs, Ferocious Dog, Steve Ignorant with a full band performing crass songs. Theatre of Hate, the Cundies, Subhumans, Fire Exit and Gimpfist will be playing the festival, which will take place on the 27th of April at the O2 Academy in Glasgow. Punk in the Park has announced its first wave lineup for this year. Descendants, The Vandals, Dead Kennedys, Black Flag, The Exploited, TSOL, Adolescents, The Dickies and The Dwarves will be playing at the festival that will take place on the 4th of May at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, California. The estate of Johnny Ramone is suing Mickey Lee over his upcoming biopic I Slept With Joey Ramone, which stars Pete Davidson and is based on a book of the same name by Lee, the brother of Ramone's singer Joey. 
The film does have the cooperation and support of Joey Ramone's estate, however Johnny's widow, Linda, filed a lawsuit in Manhattan court last month, claiming the biopic was an unapproved, unauthorised Ramones-based biopic that was based on Lee's one-sided recitation of the history of the Ramones. Linda's lawsuit wants the firm's production to have to gain her approval. Linda and Lee have equal shares in the Ramones' intellectual property and respectively represent Johnny and Joey Ramone's estates. Linda's attorneys wrote, Ms Ramone objects to defendants' attempts to create a Ramones film without her involvement, not to be obstinate but rather based on defendants' disregard for Ramones' assets and their conduct and treatment of Ms Ramone and her late husband. To permit defendants alone to tell the authoritative story of the Ramones, would be an injustice to the band and its legacy. Johnny and Joey, who died of cancer in 2004 and 2001 respectively, had a famously fractured relationship, particularly after Linda, who originally dated Joey, left him for Johnny. The Joey Ramone biopic was announced on the 20th anniversary of the iconic punk singer's death. Adam Fogelson, chairman of the film's production company, STX Films, said in 2021, I Slept With Joey Ramone is a great rock anthem that will make an equally great rock biopic, set apart by Universal Story of Family. We'll see how that plays out. Stiff Little Fingers have announced their final coast-to-coast -coast US tour, supported by Ricky Warwick. Jake Burns, frontman with Stiff Little Fingers, added, That doesn't mean we won't play occasional dates in the US in the future, but there will be fewer select shows, probably scheduled around festivals. It starts on the 1st of May at the Paradise Rock Club in Boston and runs through to the 27th of May, where the tour finishes at Punk Rock Bowling in Las Vegas. And now for January's single and EP reviews. London punk hip-hop duo Bob Villain have released a third single from their upcoming album Humble as the Sun, which will be released on the 5th of April. The song is called Hunger Games and is another heavy riff-based rap track about the current cost of living crisis and how it seems people are being taken advantage of by the powers that be, and even reality TV and game shows to win bill payments or even a hot meal. Yep, these things really happened in the UK in the last couple of years. Bristol Punk's Idols also released the third single from their upcoming album Tank, which will be released on the 16th of February. It's called Gift Horse and is a much more direct song than the other two slower and more brooding offerings released so far. This one's going to make the pits go off at live shows, I have no doubt. Californian ska punks Mad Caddies are releasing a new album on the 15th of March called Arrows Room 117. So far they've released two singles from the album, Palm Trees and Pines, which has a laid-back skanking groove and Baby, which is a more shuffling rockabilly song with horns. London pop-punk's Lucky Hit released a ska version of their previously released song Hung Over, which adds trumpets to the guitar lines. This appeared to be in reaction to one publication, saying they'd have given the album 10 out of 10 if there was a ska track on there. However, since then, their music has been taken down from streaming sites due to a distribution issue, which the band are starting to get sorted out. 
It turns out that their distribution company, Three Tone, went bankrupt while allegedly still owing its artists and ex-staff thousands of pounds in unpaid royalties and wages. Lucky Hit specifically have had all their music removed from streaming services and have lost around 30,000 streams worth of royalty payments, which is of course incredibly hard to swallow, especially as bands at their level don't make much profit, if any at all, and every little helps. The band said on their social media channels that their songs are being re-uploaded by another distributor, but this has had the knock-on effect of halting all the brilliant momentum they'd worked so hard to cultivate on Spotify, which has stopped pushing their music as it looks like a new band. The Lucky Hit guys are good people and they deserve all the flowers that they were receiving before this catastrophe. Please do look them up on your streaming services and show them some love by streaming their music and send them messages of support. Fingers crossed it gets sorted, and I hope to have them on here at some point soon to talk it all through, and so you can get to know their personalities like I do, and become fans. Another southeast-based ska punk band, Call Me Malcolm, are on The Ascendants, and recently signed with Bad Times Records, ahead of their new album Echoes and Ghosts being released on the 1st of March. Ahead of this, they released two fast-paced melodic skate punk bangers with horns, one called One Cure to the Head, Two to the Chest, and another called Dead Men Take No Pills, and they're both absolute belters. They'll be touring the US this year, so be sure to keep an eye on if they're coming to your town, and tell them I sent you. It's official, we're getting a new Frank Turner album after the release of the single No Thanks for the Music in December. In January, he released the second single called Do One, which again takes aim at haters, but offers the advice that you just have to ignore these people and carry on doing what you love. It's an anthemic little number that's got a great do-do-do part in the chorus, which will be a brilliant sing-along moment in his live set this year. The album is called Undefeated and will be released on the 3rd of May. London ska rock and rollers Buster Shuffle have released a double A-side single called Hold Back the Rebels, which is a whimsical song that's got an off-kilter, almost haunted sounding keyboard riff. The second song is called Then Run Like Thunder, which is the second half of the story from the first song, which appears to be about a turkey moving out of London to the coast while trying to avoid being served up for Christmas dinner. Odd, but catchy. Manchester-based rapper Daniel Sun has released a new single called Release, which features C.O.N. Verse. It's a really woozy sounding track, and his voice seems like it may have been pitched up a notch, because I didn't recognise him at first. I'll have to ask him if that was the case. Apparently, Liverpool indie rockers The Zootons got back together in 2021, and have been working on their fourth album, The Big Decider, with Niall Rogers since then. The album is due for release on the 26th of April, and ahead of this they've released a single called Creeping on the Dance Floor, and you can certainly hear Rogers' guitar influence on the song, especially as the lineup only consists of the original lead singer and rhythm guitarist, saxophonist and drummer, with the rest being made up of touring musicians. I really enjoyed the Zootons' first two albums when they came out, but the third never really moved my needle, and the jury's going to be out on this one too. My mind remains open though. Doncaster's Youngblood has released a song called When We Die Can We Still Get High featuring rapper Lil Yachty from Atlanta, Georgia. It's a five minute acoustic based dreamy little number that I'm not sure is much good, 
or if it's trying to ape Duran Duran's ordinary world. Regardless, a main part of the rap is a repeated offer to come and do drugs with me. No thanks guys. Not if it sounds like this. Derry Pop Punkers Cherum released an EP called Alpha Beta Sigma, which includes three previously released tracks, It's Not Me, It's You, Do It Another Day and Taking Up Sports, but adds the title track, which is another catchy song with rumbling guitars and bass about incels and internet trolls who inexplicably look up to people like Andrew Tate. I love this band, and if you like poppy punk music with female vocals, the band is for you. A tribute album of Talking Heads' Stop Making Sense is being released this year after the re-release of the iconic live concert film was shown in cinemas and did more than alright for production company A24. The first song to be released from the album is Paramore's brilliant rendition of Burning Down the House. There'll be 15 more tracks by artists like The Linda Lindas, Girl in Red, Lord, Miley Cyrus, The National and a load more I've never even heard of. Some might be shit, but some will be great. The Paramore version is in the latter category for me, and I'm looking forward to seeing what other decisions these artists have made to the songs of Talking Heads. Texan Pop Punk's Bowling for Soup, right on cue for the Grammys, released their song Awards Show Taylor Swift, which was originally released as a B-side on their 2013 album Lunch Drunk Love. The song is about living in wide open wonder at the small things in life, like getting a value meal or seeing someone back out of a space in a full car park. It's really stupid and stupidly catchy, but of course they know exactly what they were doing, as Swift made history by becoming the first performer to win Album of the Year four times at the ceremony this year. She also walked away with a gong for Best Pop Vocal Album, so well done her. But also, well done to Bowling for Soup, for cashing in by releasing an 11 year old song. On the 2nd of February, Madness released a 6 track EP called Madness by Mike, which features 2009 remastered versions of My Girl, Grey Day, Driving in My Car and Bed and Breakfast Man, as well as Sailor V from the most recent album and Herbert from 2016's Can't Touch Us Now. I'm not sure why they've released it, I couldn't find any press releases or even social media postings about it from the band, but being able to listen to Madness is never a bad thing, even when you've heard the songs thousands of times before. And now on to the album reviews. On the 19th of January, Californian pop-punk legends Green Day released their 14th studio album, Saviors, to widespread critical acclaim. I've never been the band's biggest fan, but even I managed to get the singles The American Dream Is Killing Me, Look Ma No Brains, Dilemma and One-Eyed Bastard lodged stuck in my brain for weeks in advance, which made it the first Green Day album I've ever looked forward to. And I wasn't disappointed. It certainly has shades of American Idiot about it, as things haven't exactly changed for the better socially or politically in the US in the intervening 20 years but thankfully they've not gone for the overblown pomp and production of American Idiot. On Saviors they sound like a punk band, just with a lot more miles of experience behind them. And for every punk rock romper like the opening singles, there are tracks on the album that are more socially conscious and hard hitting. The bubblegum Strange Days Are Here To Stay aptly pinpoints 2016 as the year it all went to shit with Trump, Brexit and the culture wars as singer Billy Joe Armstrong pines that ever since Bowie died it hasn't been the same. 
Now he points to the opioid crisis, unabashed racism, and a cross-generational divide as what's smouldering in America's intray. The hardcore-tinged living in the 20s paints a hopeless and violent era where I drink my media and turn it into vomit, while the song Fancy Sauce describes the ludicrous evening news as Armstrong's favourite cartoon, where everyone's a victim and it makes me want to puke. Bobby Socks is a rollicking ode to adolescent love, Corvette Summer channels ACDC and Thin Lizzy rock and roll hedonism, and 1981 feels like the snotty wee sibling of Church on Sunday or Castaway from Warning. Respite comes in the more heartfelt moments, like the forlorn Goodnight Adeline, which has more than a touch of When I Come Around, the Elvis Costello indebted saunter of Susie Chapstick, and the orchestral mini-epic Father to a Son. With Armstrong's paternal promise that I've made a few mistakes but I'll never break your heart, this will be filed alongside Wake Me Up When December Ends in Green Day's canon of Lighters Up Tearjerkers, albeit with a great deal more wisdom, and Beatles meets Queen Stadium grandeur. Green Day have done many things over the past 30 years, sometimes to varying degrees of success, but the thing that's anchored their music when it's been at its best and what's made them not just an enduring band, but an enduringly beloved one, is something that's long remained the same. And that's knowing how to be human. As they get older and wiser, when they focus their songwriting skills like they do on saviours, they are as sharp, bright and essential as they've ever been. And they still know who they, and you, are. The 26th of January was a busy day with three major albums being released. The first was Chicago goth pop punk's Alkaline Trio's 10th studio album Blood, Hair and Eyeballs, which continues a tradition of US pop punk bands releasing great new albums after Blink-182 and Green Day recently, and some 41 gearing to release their final album later this year. I've always been a fan of this band's writing. Rather than write songs about the boredom of suburbia, Alkaline Trio would rather write songs about cutting up their teenage crush and stuffing them into a suitcase, driving to a lake and throwing them in, rather than a sickly sweet love song about pining. Over the years, they've dropped off my radar and not really made music that's grabbed my attention as much as their early albums. Matt Skiba joining Blink-182 seemed to also halt any new material for a while. But since he's rejoined the trio full-time, it seems the juices are flowing again. Rather than the twisted heartbreak, serial killers and murder cults of old, these songs double down on the everyday horror of growing old in a world going to shit. With its stabbing six strings and tolling bells, talk of werewolves, Frankenstein and screaming maniacs, mid-album highlight Break has the aesthetic of vintage Alkaline Trio track but it's rooted in the broader apocalypse times we're living through, and all the more savage for it. Their tenth album accomplishes the rare feat of looking backwards and forwards at the same time, calling back to touchstones from all their major eras and synthesising them into a whole that feels completely new. Somehow it's heavier but feels lighter than they have in years, meeting your gaze not with a self-depreciating shrug, but a grimace and a snarl. It's not as bombastically brilliant as Green Day's Saviours, but as ever, the reward from listening to an Alkaline Trio album comes from concentrating on the wordplay in the lyrics and their more understated but excellent playing. Speaking of gothic punk, Yorkshire's New Model Army released its 16th studio album called Unbroken. 
I've not really kept up with New Model Army, which is a shame because they've been releasing albums at a relatively frequent rate since 1984, with their heyday, to my knowledge, falling somewhere between the late 80s and the very early 90s, though I'm always happy to be proved wrong. What I really love about this band is as soon as singer Justin Sullivan utters a single word, you know exactly who you're listening to. He has such a distinctive voice, and the bass on this album is something else, really aggressive. Album opener First Summer After is classic New Model Army, a mesmerising bass riff and powerful tribal drumming buttressing intricate and delicate guitar melodies, with Sullivan's ireful yet poetic lyrics telling a story with the timeless vernacular of a homily or fable, but without the dogmatic preaching of their 80s punk counterparts. However, the political fire hasn't subsided either. The opening lyrics to Reload are, If I have to see another fucking Union Jack flying on the orders of the government, I'm going to be sick. And other lyrics from the song include, While the lights grow dim all across our town, it's only debt that trickles down. Great stuff. The band's diversity of sound can be heard in the acoustic lament Cold Wind, the heavy rock of coming or going, the synth-laden If I Am Still Me, and the poignant choral Idumea, which all help to explain New Model Army's longevity. They continue to create music that's passionate and poignant from everything they see around them, and long may they continue their journey. And finally, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes released their fifth studio album, Dark Rainbow, also on the 26th of January. After the post-pandemic anger of the last album, Sticky, Dark Rainbow sees the band continue the more sleazy, indie direction they've been progressively moving towards in recent years. There are a lot more pianos, synths and strings on this album, which is heavy with mature power ballads and emotional charge. The guitars simmer nicely where once they might have boiled over, while Frank's lyrics are flirty rather than furious. Opening track Honey features a sleaze rock riff Queens of the Stone Age would kill for. Self-Love serves up a pulsating fuzz rock, and Man of the Hour finds Frank crooning rather beautifully about his determination to not succumb to rockstar cliches. The album really finds its stride towards the back end of the record though, particularly excelling when it gets to the crushingly downcast Queen of Hearts and the epic stadium rock banger Superstar, both of which make Dark Rainbow come into its own. Indeed, it's in the last handful of songs where Frank and Dean conjoin their proclivities for dark lethargic bangers with choked out fuzz riffs and multi-layered electronic and synth passages. Brambles is incredibly infectious and bursting with atmosphere, for example. Finally, sun bright golden happening and a dark rainbow are very sombre, delicate pieces, but they genuinely highlight Carter's steadfast performance throughout all of this album. I loved Gallows when Frank was in the band for its sheer ferocity and was genuinely shocked he could pull off beautiful pop songs in his next act, Pure Love. The Rattlesnakes allows him to straddle these two styles and I'm here for it. Dark Rainbow is a masterpiece that would please fans of Queens of the Stone Age, Latter-day Arctic Monkeys and Gallows, which is no easy thing to pull off. Frank and Dean Richardson have created a bloody brilliant album and it really deserves to see them get much more credit than they currently do. And now, for the next episode, and as you may have guessed, I've got nothing in the chamber. 
I've played spinning, but have found no time in the last four or five weeks to sit down with anyone to record a conversation, and I certainly haven't had the time to edit the whole of the second part of the Madness episode. There may be a break glass in case of emergency option, but I've not asked permission yet, as it's not my podcast to publish. But something could well drop into your feed at some point during February, so keep those feeds refreshed. In the meantime, please do get in touch about the music you're listening to, whether you've got differing opinions on the songs and albums I've talked about today, or just for a general chat on all the social media platforms or the email address that's included in the show notes. Until next time, take good care of yourself, pick up someone else if they fall down, and see you in the pit. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.